Hi, this is your coach, Joe Lucas, and welcome to this Practice Power Podcast. Hey, in this episode, let's talk a little bit about COIs, or Centers of Influence. You know, when I started my uh, coaching career uh, two-plus decades ago, uh, when we talk Centers of Influence in our industry, we primarily talk about two different types of professional, uh, the CPA and the attorney. And over the... uh, preceding decades or following decades I should say you know a COI can mean so many different types of professional and in this podcast what I want to do is briefly you know, not, we can probably spend an hour or two on this we're not going to do that uh, actually the reason why I'm sharing this with you with you today is I'm in the middle of putting together a brand new e-learning uh, for practicepower.net uh, which will give best practices on developing uh, those center of influence relationships. Uh, I've got uh, you know several clients who have built tremendous practices, and one of their key ways was to early in their career identify COIs and then understand it's basically a numbers game. But for this podcast, what I want to do is just I want to broaden and expand your horizons as I record this on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon here in uh, sunny Florida. So let's talk about COIs and what what is a real definition of a center of influence. Well, I mean, if we take it just at face value, center of influence, it does not say attorney of influence, CPA of influence, right? It says center. So let's expand our psychology, our list for a second, and let me give you some different examples. I've got clients who have got tremendous relationships with uh, independent property and casualty agents, uh, especially if they do commercial lines. Uh, They could be a good PNC independent person. What I call drinking your Kool-Aid is worth probably 10 CPAs. Why? because they understand the psychology of marketing, business development, and selling. 99% of CPAs don't understand that psychology whatsoever. In fact, I've had the same for well over uh, almost two decades. Uh, If it wasn't for the IRS, most CPAs would be out of business because they're not good business people. Okay, So commercial line, property and casualty agent, I think uh, worth their weight in gold. And uh, they exist. Where else do we find centers of influence? Well, I've got a client up in uh, up in the uh, up in Silicon Valley uh, who has a tremendous relationship with one of the premier uh, recruiters slash headhunters of engineering talents uh, in Northern California. Uh, these people have buku stock options, make a ton of money, and they're all young, and hopefully they'll live for a long, long time. Uh, we've built a tremendous practice on an alliance with that. Why? Again, money in motion, stock options, 401k plans, all the above. Again, a position of influence, right? That's what you need to remember. So my point being is that I want you to think about expansion and not just think about the same old, same old. Uh, Another category, uh, which I think is interesting, is I do have several clients uh, who have built really strong relationships with either business consultants, HR consultants, uh, business coaches. So my colleagues in the, you know uh, in different areas, right? Uh, there's so many specialties. 
If you really think about it, uh, what I do, I, I'm a center for my clients. They come to me for advice, guidance, uh, resources. And uh, so with other professionals, like in my landscape, I act as a center of influence, whether somebody needs, uh, you know, some practice management, I've got somebody who handles that. Uh, if somebody needs a website, some social media, I've got a tremendous uh, person for that. So I act as a center of influence in those matters. So a good, very good, very successful business coach can also, for an advisor, act as a center of influence, and I would encourage you to seek those out with a caveat. Don't become their client because they do not understand our industry. Uh, the one thing I will say is most business coaches, if you hire them and they don't have an expertise in what we do because of compliance and just kind of how our world is a little, a little crazy, uh, you will not find value with that being said. But a business coach in the business marketplace, the executive entrepreneurial marketplace, tremendous, again, good place to go. So now you can ask yourself, well, what's wrong with the CPA? What's wrong with the uh, attorney? There's nothing really wrong with them, but here's the ratios, and here's kind of what you have to look at. On the, on the CPA side, CPAs come in three flavors. Flavor number one, they're a competitor. They have the, they're either personally licensed themselves, or they have somebody in their practice uh, who is licensed, and they try to insource things. Okay, So chances of building a relationship with them, not so good. Uh, CPA number two. Uh, the, sum, the, per, the CPA that does not have a relationship with anybody. And then CPA number three is the person has a relationship with uh, this person, that person, that person, and so on. And those are how CPAs fall. Most advisors would sit there and say, well, of the three choices, I like number two. Number two has nobody. That's the CPA I'm going to target. I'm going to spend all my time and energy on that list of, of CPAs. And that is the worst thing you could possibly do because if they don't have somebody, guess what? It's not like they've been under a rock their entire career. They don't have anybody because they don't want anybody because they don't want to deal with this. Option three is your best option. Get on somebody's dance card who has the psychology already, right? They understand how the game is played, how referrals happen. Now on the attorney side, what's the challenge there? Most advisors will gravitate towards the estate planning attorney because there's a natural there's a natural alignment there. Nine out of ten nine out of ten estate planning attorneys get their business primarily from financial advisors. It's inbound. It doesn't come outbound. The only way you get outbound from a from a estate planning attorney is if they're hooked up with a very large law firm and the partners refer, or that estate planning attorney is out there making their own rain. If those two conditions don't exist, it's like a giant black hole. Uh, you're better off with personal injury attorneys, business attorneys, transactional attorneys, corporate attorneys, any attorney but an estate planning attorney. Doesn't mean you shouldn't have a couple good ones to refer your clients to, but again, most of the time it's not going to be reciprocal. And you need to be aware of that. So I just want to whet your appetite today uh, in this podcast to expand what you consider a COI, and yes, we can go even further than this, and or mortgage bankers and realtors and sports agents, and yeah, 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 they all would count. So just don't think in terms of CPA and attorney. Have a great day, and I'll see you again in 24 hours.